Hello listeners, welcome to Idea to Impact, where we dive deep into the experiences of diverse founders and creators from various industries. Ever wondered what it's like to dive headfirst into the world of startups right after college? Well, if you ever did, you're at the right place. As today, we are with Vinit Mutsiala. Vinit is the founder of Entrepreneurship and Innovation Cell of Mahindra University. He studied at Mahindra University from 2015 to 2019, and he chose to start up right after college. He has now successfully ventured into multiple businesses, and he found a digital marketing agency known as Zagal Media right after college. Currently, he has ventured into the food and beverage business by launching Presmo Cafe, which is where we are at currently recording this episode. Vineet is someone who has embodied the spirit of entrepreneurship and has inspired us to pursue our dreams. This is where dreams are not only imagined, but also lived and realized. Congratulations on the cafe first. Thank you so much, guys. It's a pleasure hosting you guys first thing. I had a lot of fun as well. So yeah, thanks to you guys. Yeah, but yeah, hello everyone. I hope everybody is doing good and thanks for having me. And yeah, we'll get right into it. Yeah. So a little backstory. I want to start from the back. Mm -hmm. So you did electrical engineering and now you're running a marketing agency. So like you did have a quite a journey from your VTEC. Could you like shed some light on how it was, how did it end up here? Okay. Here's where I'll start, right? So we are one of the initial batches of MU. Uh, and I take pride in it because we were like, you know, a good bunch of selective people that were there. And so electrical, as you guys know, it's a very tough subject to crack. And uh, just like any other average Indian, I had two options, either become a doctor or become an engineer. Unfortunately, I was one of those crowds who was pushed into IIT coaching from morning to night and <laughs> didn't crack it. Ended up at MU, which is still a very good option. And I really think MU is a wonderful place to be at. Uh, yeah, I chose electrical engineering because I was uh, initial plan was to get into like, you know, robotics and everything of that sort, do something in the tech industry. like So electrical seemed like a very good option combined with masters in CS or something of that sort, which can be implied into something like robotics. But uh, as fate has it, after a couple of years, I realized that, you know, tech is something like, you know, deep tech is something where I don't want to be at, want to be in the business field where I see more imminent results. That is something which is very research oriented, right? And that is when I started uh, looking for ideas, like, you know, what will work in the market, what won't work. And uh, marketing, so I was always this guy who loved to talk to people. Mm -hmm. So I always love to talk to people. First thing, second thing is that as we were just talking right before, and, uh, so that virtue of empathy has already been there with me for a very long time. So I was able to empathize with people, see what they need and uh, how can we actually give it to them. And that is a very, very big virtue for any marketeer. So that combined with a little bit of creative spirit, then I thought, okay, this is a good basis for me to classify myself as a marketeer. And that is when, you know, 
as the story goes yeah. huge huge uh, story uh-huh. but uh, yeah that's how we ended up at zagri it was okay. it happened by chance it did not happen with a plan that you know i wanted to be in marketing but after engineering uh, kind of like you know as i was telling right so i met somebody at a party and uh, so the lady was an influencer and we ended up talking where she explained me about how the creator economy works uh-huh. and that really got me interested like you know hey you know brands approaches we do endorsement for brands so then i started researching as to how unorganized the market is like there are creators all around there is not even a single platform that unites all of them with brands in general so it is when uh, i thought hey here is a market opportunity which can be turned into something good that is where the idea of zagel was born in that one night's interaction and that is when we started developing the ideology and we started off as an influencer marketing firm initially where uh, we were just offering influencer marketing but then we grew into this whole digital spectrum because for us we put cli- clients before anything else right so even though it was influencer marketing we took client requirements and client importance to the next level so we used to go service them to our fullest ability that there is so and then they used to ask us hey do you guys do branding just like any other uh, entrepreneur we are like yeah i do that so but then i didn't have a branding team so i said okay fine i'll do branding then i bought in some intern to do the branding finished that project took the intern full time then comes somebody who asked me oh do you guys do social media i was like yeah we do social media then took up the project bought some interns in made them full time took up that social media project then somebody said oh do you guys do this portfolio management of the company where you do strategy design development completely like yeah we do all of that so it's all about being confident and trying to figure it out later so with confidence we said yes to everything figured it out later and today here we are as a full fledged integrated agency where we deal with clients from fmcg jewelry consumer space retail and everybody and uh, yeah we are doing very good as of today so like eic since the time you established is now turning 6 years old maybe like can you tell us why you started eic and what was the thought behind it and like are you saying to fall that 6 years is like now i'm getting that phobia oh damn am i turning that old <laughs> it still feels like i left college like you know yesterday. yesterday i think that's something that everybody will have but yeah so eic 6 uh, years it's a good time and uh, i i've seen a lot of things that eic is doing and i'm really really proud to say that hey this is our college this is something that you know they are doing that is see a lot of passionate people involved like you guys you came out all all out here to do something like this this is something that we thought of podcast way back in 2019 where we wanted to start it but you know somehow it didn't work out today here we are so you guys are actually putting that vision into place uh, but yeah so eic essentially as i already told we just discussed very briefly so eic was formed essentially to give people an identity like every college has their own community they have their own entrepreneurship cell they have their alumni to look up to they have uh, a good cell which helps them in networking with people who are established in certain field uh, so there there was certain medium that was there for each and every college just like as we discussed right now so as we're studying stanford has the reser and most of the successful startups that you see in the tech space today are from stanford and they get funded very easily because you know their seniors are in a good vc firm their seniors are already established same is the case with harvard 
So we had to have certain medium where the juniors can look up to their seniors as well as even if we want to help our peers or you know alma mater we had to have some medium and that is where eic came into place and when we were in college itself i had a lot of students who were way too much interested in entrepreneurship and uh, there was a lot of potential and energy in college but there was not a good channel or a medium through which it can be all materialized and that is where eic came into place to give the students with entrepreneurship zeal and identity as well as to form a medium for the future generations of college as a bridge between the reality of the world as well as their college life where they can interact with the seniors and how were like the initial days like what were the basic stuff you guys did see initial days uh, we i really cannot talk about initial days first thing without uh, crediting mr rajkumar who's been a very big driving force during the initial days of esel as well as uh, you know the core committee of esel that was initially there that is uh, we have kali who was there yes as well as uh, om yes the core committee first when we founded the core committee right it was it was very unorganized first this whole idea that you know we have an esel let's do something about it so mr rajkumar gave us a direction put up a committee and gave us an identity saying that okay here is an esel here is where you can actually take it forward and that is where we kind of started it started materializing things it was a very rough idea but during those initial days since we kind of put all of together and formed something right that gave me a good background experience in the future as well to work with the resources that i have and build something so that is where it went really. okay and and like we were talking about how covid came along so how, how did that affect your business and okay so this is a very interesting question so as soon as covid happened right i was happy emotionally or morally speaking i was like you know sad because we don't can't go out and a lot of people are dying and all but i was happy in a very business perspective because till covid india's digitalization was happening but was it very rapid no it wasn't post covid people saw a huge jump in social media usage huge jump in digital marketing strategy and a huge jump in digitalization in general yes. like pre covid it was like restaurants you go you need a menu yeah now it's like digital yeah everything became digital let it be currency let it be marketing let it be everything and since we are in the digital space this thing came as a very like you know blessing in disguise as i may call it because pre covid companies are like you know hey we had some atl which is the above the line marketing budget that is for coding's and all then we have the btl budget which is for the digital strategies and you know more micro targeting post covid a lot of companies changed their strategy completely like let's not do coding's anymore let's do digital let's do digital ads let's go more targeted why because sitting at home everybody was on instagram everybody was on facebook everybody was doing digital usage like more than ever before right they were discovering brands they were discovering new things so it came as a very good thing for us covid that you know a lot of our clients were like allocating more budgets to their digital spend and a lot of new clients approached us during covid time so fun fact is that we closed like close to 15 projects during covid and i've never met the client in person it was all online kind of had the interaction through zoom and uh, discuss the project brief on zoom interacted with my team on zoom 
and Google Meet and close the project as well. Most code one year down the lane when their brands were getting launched, that is when I met them for the first time. Yeah. So our everything was very seamless. We could we were at uh, operating at our highest efficiency. Second thing, business development was much easier than ever before. I mean, we live in a world where, you know, people require the tangibility, right? So even if you have a meeting or something, they're like, you know, come, why don't you come in person, sit and talk. But COVID, we really reaped the benefits out of it, where we kind of used it to the full efficiency. We used to cold email a lot of clients. As soon as they responded, it was just about setting up a 30-minute Zoom call, explaining our idea, and then, you know, closing them. So that really helped us to tweak our business model, the way that we approach and close clients. And it helped us, you know, have that boost as well during our initial years. And marketing is a big intuition and emotion play. See, people don't buy products. First thing, people buy the benefits that are coming out of the product or sometimes they buy for the emotional tang tangibility that they have. For example, we were just talking about the eyewear category where uh, Half the sunglasses are manufactured by Luxottica brands, yes. but Ray-Ban costs X amount, Prada costs 3X. Then you have Louis Vuitton, which is costing like 5X, 6X. Why are people buying this? It's the emotional attachment that they have to the practice. So, so one of our team members had this interesting question where you're running a digital marketing agency and now you're putting up a cafe. Mm. So if you had to put those learnings in, like how would you, what would be photo strategies that you would work on branding this cafe or marketing this cafe? So, <clears throat> given like, you know, the time I've spent in marketing, right? I have had this beautiful opportunity to work with a lot of F&B brands. So before I even got into the space, I knew their uh, founder's perspectives. I knew like, you know, how they are thinking. I knew what are the challenges that they're facing because See, people don't lie to three people, first thing. They don't lie to their doctors. They don't lie to their lawyers. They don't lie to the consultants. So when we used to go as a consultant, ask them, like, you know, what are the problems that you're facing in your business? They used to tell that, hey, here is where we are not able to market. Here is the challenge that we are facing. Here is what the problem that we are facing. How do we solve it? So solving their problems, you no, know, I understood what are all the bottlenecks in this industry, how to solve them and how to move forward. So, yeah, so FNB has always been very close to my heart, as I was already telling, right? So, big foodie. I love exploring new places, cuisines, and everything. And uh, so, it was not by an accident. Always had this uh, thing like, you know, someday I'll retire, open up a cafe, <laughs> sit, <laughs> serve coffee. But then, uh, seeing today how FNB market is growing, and seeing today how consumer spending patterns are changing, I like it's a good time to be in the FNB space. Uh, you know, seek this opportunity and uh, really give out a brand. And that is how we pivoted. Zagel is operating on its own, it's autopilot. Cafe is something that I'm doing out of passion. You never know, I might go after this, something else as well. But for today, yeah, FNB wanted to get into it, didn't look back, instant uh, idea, instantly put it into production as well. Yeah. So, so like, what would you, what would your words be for someone sitting in college, mm -hmm. thinking about, okay, I want to start something, I want to establish something, I want to do something on my own, put a business. What would your words be for him? 
Okay, so what I feel is uh, the world as we see it is changing very rapidly. So generations are getting smarter, don't you think? So and uh, you guys are at like you know good pinnacle of uh, technology where you are exposed to unlimited number of resources. Yes. First thing, yes. First, realize the fact that you guys have unlimited resources. So first thing, coming to your question again, how would you? What advice would you give to somebody who's sitting in college, start trying to start a business? Now, this is a very controversial statement I'll make. So I'll first apologize to the present dean of my MU. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even apologize to all the faculty members and sincere apologies. Yes. But education has nothing to do with business. Yeah. Education is to groom a person. It'll uh, give you a good platform. It'll kind of groom you into a good person in terms of culture and everything. There's a lot of difference between a guy who goes to college and a guy who doesn't. But you really want to do business, then you can get into it however you want to. Education, maybe, you know, it gives you a platform, a little bit of push. But then, you know, I've seen people without any educational qualifications drop out right out of school and then they're building some big companies. They're very successful. So if you are in college, you want to get into entrepreneurship. First is that have a clear plan. Mm -hmm. So there is this one saying that uh, I really believe in it. So a dumb guy with a plan is always more dangerous than a genius without a plan. Make a plan. You might have like 15 things that you want to do. Select something that you're really passionate about. Something that you feel that, okay, next 10 years, I'll wake up, I'll do this, still won't be there. Select something like that. It might be anything. It might be as small as I'll go, I'll go sell tea. Doesn't matter if you are like, you know, I'll wake up, I'll prepare tea, I'll sell it for the next 10 years, I'll be happy with it. Good. So in all of all the things that you're passionate about, pick one thing that you're truly passionate about. Like you truly unconditionally love it. And then give it your 100%. Don't let college become one of those things that don't treat it as a hurdle. Read it, in fact, treat it as a podium to put your voice out. You are in college. That means you have innumerable number of resources at your disposal. Yeah. Like the ESL, you have your faculty's guidance. You have networking from your seniors. So make ample amount use of it. You know, use it to the fullest. Right. Education is important. Now, I should not be the ambassador for somebody who's getting four CGP and being we need told to get four CGP. Not like that. Net. Do good. You know, above average is more than enough if you really want to get into business. But yeah, make most utilization of your time. Don't let it be like, oh, I'm in college. I have hostel. I have assignments. Really want to do anything you'll do. And this is a question that I'll ask to every one of you because I know what MU students do. Five o'clock, they'll come out of college, go sit in the canteen. They have time for Akshay as well. So <laughs> obviously, if you really want to make time, you will make time. Right? So if you're really passionate about it, make time and explore, go out and actually venture into it. The sooner you get into it, the sooner you'll understand the problems or the sooner you'll actually gain more experience out of it to understand that, is this something that I should be doing or is this something I should be going from? Okay. So you need to be thick skinned.
is one thing. Be ready for rejection. You'll get a lot of rejection. Entrepreneurship is all about that rejection phase and how to go up above it. See, if there is no rejection, no, then everybody is Elon Musk. Simple, right? Yeah. So there will be a lot of rejection. So you need to be thick skinned uh, and you need to go all in, first thing. And second thing is that be humble. That humility and uh, humbleness is super important that you need to have it. You can't be like, oh, I have nine CGPA bro, so I'm smart. <laughs> I have like one night to pre-publish. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't be like, you know what? People are going to be dumber than me anyways. I just go out. You'll be surprised with the kind of knowledge that you can gain when you're humble and you're just listening. You'll be really be surprised. Trust me, some of the best lessons that I've learned in FNB did not come from big brands, but rather they came from Italy when they were listening. You should see their math. They, they're not equipped with technology like us, like have a POS system, put like SOPs and everything, but rather they'll be like, oh, my, I said like 500 idlis a day, tomorrow I'll put this much batter, this much is net. His math is right. If he was educated, he would have been another player altogether. So that is where I say education is important to groom a person, but it is not everything. Okay. So, so get into it, you'll understand, you'll figure it out. So as you were talking about this Italy vendor and sharing his insights, we also wanted to know like since you've been in the industry, digital marketing agency and now branching into FNB, what are some insights that you would share with us which have only come through experience and like stay in the field that you can share? Hmm. Now this is a good question for a lot of people, right? So insights as in, uh, first thing is that be bloody confident. Confidence can get you to places. Trust me on that. Be bloody, bloody confident. So how does one get confidence? That will come to that question, right? Let's come to that question. How does one get confidence? So to get confidence, first thing is that always be a student. Student to life. Student to learning. So learning never ends. There's always YouTube. There's always Google. There's always Wikipedia. Whenever I used to get free time, I used to read, 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 read. All I did was read, acquire the knowledge. But it was not like I was by hearting like, ah, you know what, King Charles II came to throw. It was more like, how do I apply this in real life? So it was always a learning process. And uh, coming to insights of the industry, couple of things is, I've told rejection, be prepared for it. Don't always work for money. Work for the name. Money will come. So initial big clients of ours, like some of the big names that we work with, like the DBS group, we didn't really do it for the money, but rather I was like, you give me the project first, let's talk money later. Mm. But then that one project pivoted as some of the market leaders and uh, made us one of the leading agencies in jewelry space. That is because sometimes you need to build a portfolio. That's super important. The one thing I've learned in marketing is be ready for rejection, overcome it, adapt, Work, work passionately. It's no, not needed to take 15, 20 projects. Take one project, do it with your whole heart. Once you execute it, 15 projects will come running to you. That is how it is. So, so like for someone who's built up on some skill in college mm -hmm. and is in that stage where everyone is there, where they have to find their first client or initial client, what would your advice be for them and how would, you know, you could tell some things that'll make it easy for them to find their first client? 
The first gig, the first job. First job. Hmm. Nice question. So, first thing is that, as you said, always have a plan. Yeah. So, let's assume, let's for the sake of it, take, you, you guys give me any industry, for example. Give me any industry. Let's make it like a fashion. Okay. Okay. Let's go on keywords. Fashion. Next. Men's, Pen. women's. No, no, no. Okay. Men's, women's. Pen. Men. Jewelry. Jewelry. Fashion, men's jewelry. <laughs> That's just like key thing. Got it. But let's build now. Okay. Very fun activity, right? Fashion, men's, jewelry. Three keywords given. So here's the plan first. First, do research. Who is there in the fashion space? That men's jewelry space. Make a list of all the companies. Study them. Literally study them. And then try doing a test market run with certain consumers. Understand what is their problem statement? What do they need? What do they have? Then observe the trends. Properly observe. Like what are the teenagers wearing? What are the you know, people in clubs wearing? Then define your product line in that. After you do your research, define your product line. Once you have your product line in space, because right now we are dealing with B2C. Yes. Right, with jewelry, men's fashion. Uh, so we are dealing with B2C. So with given the research that you have done, if you have done it the right way, not just watching their Instagram, but rather doing a deep down research, you'll understand that online marketing is very efficient. So create a beautiful branding, a nice logo, create a nice video, a reel or some commercial for it, put it out there, make it get, get it endorsed by a good set of audience like influencers, you know, those fashion bloggers in the community. And then from there you take it forward. That is in B2C space. But let's assume we are talking somewhere like if you are asking client, you're yeah. talking B2B. Yeah. As I said, again, I'll circle back to the same thing, B thick skin. Make a list of all the potential clients you have. Call up the first guy. Uh, the least favorite guy of yours. Uh, call him. Whom you are like, anyways, I bloody want to work with him, but call him. He'll ask you a bunch of 10 questions. I'm sure you can't answer 10. Now, before the second guy you call up, right? Prepare for these 10 questions. He'll also ask you a good set of questions. By the time you do these iterations, by the fifth guy, you'll talk as if you're a subject expert. <laughs> yes. So he'll be convinced. So go to the meeting with him, figure it out. There you'll mess up some things. Then go to the sixth guy with the, that learning. So that learning part of it, being a student for life is always super important. So you adapt, you adapt essentially. Do a mistake, learn, and then become a subject expert in that way. So like, how was your first client? Can, can you share that story? Okay. So first client was, as I was telling, right? So we prepared a very good list of all the businesses that were opening up in Hyderabad. Called all of them, in fact. Like we made a list of like 60, 70 people. Called up the first guy, he was like, oh, okay, so how is the ROI measured for your marketing campaign? How is the return on investment? I was no answer. I was like, okay, I'll call you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so then I tried figuring out. So I said, okay, there is a media value metric, earned media value. Uh, this is a metric that we can talk about to the next client. So I spoke to him about that. So like, uh, then he asked me a question saying that, how do you know that this influencer is the perfect fit for my brand? Uh -huh. like, oh, I'll call you later. <laughs> <laughs> so then like that, we kept going. I think it was like 15th, 20th phone call that we did. And the guy was like, yeah, this sounds good. Like, obviously I learned all the 18 questions from the 18 guys. Like, you know, this sounds good. Interesting. Guys come down uh, for a meeting. So we went. Somehow or the other, we cracked the deal. 
We did the marketing campaign. Once we got that portfolio, no, then it was calling up every client and being like, oh, you know what? We did this very recently. This is our most recent work. You go check it out. And like that, we sent our work to a lot of people and a couple of them got back. And so you should be very, very stringent that this is my goal. This is where I want to be. So, so for all the folks who've made it this far, any last words you have for our audience, like who's made it this far and I'll give you life lessons. First thing is that be focused, mm-hmm. hard work. Mm-hmm. They say that, you know, uh, you know, I'm smart, I'm smart. Smart work without any hard work won't get you anywhere. Take life seriously. Take time even more serious. That's the only resource that you'll ever be getting in abundance and which you can make maximum use of. See, your limit is only as far as you can see it. Today you are like, you know, my limit is unlimited. There is like super positive uh, vibe about you and you're like, I'll do anything and everything in the world. You'll end up doing it. I'm not talking about manifestation, secret the book or some energy or something. But subconsciously you'll push yourself when you have high aspirations. Like today if at all you're like, oh, my limit is I crack a job at X company. Definitely crack one day, but what, what's up after that? So have a clear picture and just go all in, all in, all in, just go all in. Be crazy enough to dream, be even more crazy enough to put it into action. Dreams are nothing until and unless you put work into them. Dreams should become goals and goals should become targets. Targets should become achievements. So it is you should give it some tangible form. That's what I'd say. So work hard. That's it. Yeah, I'm hoping all of you guys achieve uh, what you're aiming for. And I wish all the batches uh, all the best. And uh, I, I wish them like, the best that there is.